beautiful interruptions. Tinanim, Wednesday, 8th December 2021. Dear brother, with great delight, I pen these words to you. So much has happened to me since the last time we met. That was two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I hope this meets you well and all is going well at your end. Recall I invited you via phone call to engage the story of my status on Saturday, 4th December 2021. That story, which introduced the event I was to attend the next day. I'm yet to read your reply to the letter in which I captured the moment surrounding the event on that day. The timeline for this piece runs from Thursday, 3rd December to Tuesday, 7th December 2021. On Thursday, 3rd December 2021, was the day I met Renai Sensi, the lady behind BV Naturals and a multi-dimensional artist, face to face. We have been friends for some time on Facebook and we've had the one-liner send and receive boring charts. The first time I encountered her was at Badass Cachios, located along Rukuba Road, doing her performance with Supreme Gilbert for an event organized by Punchline Poetry Society, PPS. After her uncommon performance, she was this mysterious personality I was delighted to unravel. That was in 2018. After that, the only time I had to meet her was in school, but that opportunity was not utilized. A book recommendation which she did not prepare for transformed our interaction from the boring one-liners and we transferred from Facebook to WhatsApp and afterwards we agreed on a meeting on the date opening this paragraph. We planned a meeting by 10.30am. My plan was to be at the garden two hours earlier to run through some pending projects before her arrival. Things did not turn out as I outlined them in my planner. Instead, I went on errand for my uncle that morning. I met with the Joseph Sunday, the author of We Move, and had a time out with another person at the garden before sitting with she. All the events which preceded my sitting with her wasn't in my plan for that day. Those were interruptions. I mean, I did not expect them, let alone provide an opening for them when planning for the day. This phenomenon formed the part of my conversation with she, for she also had similar alterations of her plans for that day. It is um, reveling in these testimonies that the term beautiful interruptions came about. Now the story just begins. I was at Jordan Reading Garden yesterday, on the 7th of December 2021. That space becomes all the more inviting as time passes. It is my alternative to being at the school library. I'm yet surprised by the fact that you have not visited that space more than once. Or did you say that you've never been there the last time we met? Well, you should totally visit. I was immersed in the task for the day, the conducive environment was helpful to my productivity, I lifted my head after having a sweet impression by the text I was engaging at the time. Within sight was an average height fellow coming towards the entrance of the garden. I think when speaking about a person's height, average is relative. Maybe there is a numerical value represented by average. However, I have no idea if such exists, let alone have the ability to ascertain if he fits the mark, exceeds it, or does not reach it. 
My beard is but an insignificant fraction of his. His mouth appears like it poked its way out through the dense covering of hair and his jaw is entirely covered. So, thank God for clippers though. <laughs> Coming behind this fellow was a young lady. I can't use the average height for her again. The fellow was taller than she seemed. They both wore backpacks. At first sight, they looked like tourists. Only that neither of them wore boots. My face lightened up with a smile. If only I was before a mirror, I could describe how that smile was. But deep within, I was saying, I met you somewhere recently. That was to the male folk. His response was spelled out in the way his face adjusted to several forms in a very short span of time, with every step they made closer to the entrance. On entering the garden, for I was seated on the bench facing the entrance, we exchanged pleasantries across the distance between us. Both folks were polite, friendly, and hospitable. His gentlemanliness brought him to have a handshake with me. Then came the opportunity to put my memory to test. Habib, right? I said immediately after holding his hand in mine. Yes, he responded. Though he did not seem amazed, he had flashbacks of meeting me elsewhere, I could say. I was at Theology and Coffee on Sunday. Oh, yes! We further acknowledged each other. Barakatullah was not excluded from the gracefulness. Almost in a jiffy, I learned she was Habibullah's blood sister. Habib and I remarked about finding the garden, what we like about the space, and how often we visit individually. Beside me on the bench was Professor Ebb's book, Piercing the Night. Both folks asked questions about the book. The conversation just got started. We had a pause, for they came for a different purpose. You must not miss the fact that we did not plan on meeting each other. Note that. We came on different terms for different purposes. However, the pair appeared like that, Ekene and Oma, both siblings. They migrated to the area they wanted to utilize and I stayed back. The next item on my planner was the screw table letters by C.S. Lewis. Have you read the latest review on random dispatches? Pay attention to the data, the date column especially used in the review. I was at chapter 12 for the time we parted. Few minutes later, I was done reading chapter 14. Bro, if you are going to read the book, ensure you don't trust chapter 14. If that is the only part of the book you get to read, it is enough. I extended to taking a walk for rest. I could not hold back the idea of walking to meet Habib, Barakat, and Josh under the shed at the valley area of the garden. They were in a conversation, but I had the guts to interrupt. Although based on their approval, Cutsy demands that one makes an appeal first. In retrospect, I think it was easier to have their attention on seeing the screw tape letters and C.S. Lewis written in bold on the book cover. They began asking questions and exclaiming. I was just meeting Josh at close range, so we had a proper handshake. There was a little back and forth between Josh and I on whose hands are the softest. He wouldn't admit that his was based on the fact that it is what it is. That would form a part of the conversation which followed. The conversation turned out like a book chat meeting. I sat on a rock that faced the three of them 
like an instructor before his subjects kind of certain or an informal certain for fellowship. I proposed. I read a portion of this book and it had a great impression on me. So I thought to share it and not delight in the excitement and wonder alone. I like to read it aloud while we discuss it. Are you all in? The responses were in the affirmative, spiced with excitement and amusement. I called upon Baraka to give a summary of the book since she was the only one who had read the book. I used the blessing to address Barakatulado. I learned that it is a direct translation of her name from Arab. Note, she and her brother are believers and also children of a missionary. Amidst excitement, I learned she and her brother have great respect for Louis. Habib even mentioned that he has a dedicated section for Louis in his personal library. And guess where he got them? From the roadside where Lengdun found a copy of Yance's book that wasn't assured of being available, especially in any bookshop in Jos. That poem by Lengdun titled Of Roadside Books came to mind immediately. After the preambles were done with, I commenced reading chapter 14 aloud. That felt like passing through the wardrobe in Professor Kirk's secluded room in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. In Habib's words, whenever I meet like minds in a certain such as this, I feel like I'm in heaven. Though the screw tape letters is a bunch of correspondences between two devils, Louis helps his readers see the sovereignty of God in many subtle ways. Habib holds a BA in literature, enlightened us on the literary device with which Louis wrote the book. He further noted that it is the inverse of the device which Lewis used. How intriguing. We spent the next two hours or so discussing whatever theme the book opened to us. That was fellowship, brother. True fellowship. We discussed salvation, what Jesus did on the cross, the effect it has on the entirety of mankind and God's creation, and how we still haven't driven the message wholly into our feelings. The remark about driving the salvation message down into our feelings was informed by a portion of chapter 14. It reads thus, The enemy, referring to God based on the style of the book and its context, the enemy will also render real in the patient's mind a doctrine which they all profess but find it difficult to bring home to their feelings. I'll read that again. The enemy will also render real in the patient's mind a doctrine which they all profess but find it difficult to bring home to their feelings. The doctrine that they did not create themselves that their talents were given them and that they might as well be proud of the color of their hair. That was in page 74. Close to where we parted, Fortune came around. He was also at Theology and Coffee. He's a skilled musician then. You should listen to one of his songs I listened to during his rendition on Sunday. It is titled, Salvation Found Me. I should share the piece with you. When I said she stepped in few minutes later, we arranged a meeting shortly after I arrived earlier. Though she arrived later than agreed, it wasn't out of place. As she marched closer to where we sat, I welcomed her with a wild smile saying, I've just had a beautiful interruption. Really? She asked. What makes you think I've had one? I retorted. 
Then she responded, You did not plan to meet them here. Brother, have you had any beautiful interruptions lately? I look forward to hearing from you, Sinest. Most delightedly, Tongjiao WN. Postscript. Consider this noteworthy quote from Scutive's letter to Wormwood in letter number 14. Even of his sins, the enemy does not want him to think too much. Once they are repented, the sooner the man turns his attention outward, the better the enemy is pleased. Page 75.